Hello and welcome to Gardener's Podcast, part of Garden Church in Southern California. I'm Darren Galindo, and today I had a conversation with Pastor Darren and Pastor Faith around a sermon from December 3rd entitled, Worshippers the Father Seeks. This is a fantastic conversation, and I'm so excited to share it with you. Let's go ahead and just jump straight in. Oh man, welcome to the Gardener's Podcast. Well, yeah, podcast. Darren, you're, now you're a professional I'm having professional. done it with Mike Erie. Mike Erie taught me. He's like, you got to come at it with energy. This is for you, Mike. Wait, that was like McDonald's. I'm gonna be honest. I think this is why we haven't been on one together. <laughs> We're gonna have the jingle. Fun. A lot of sound bites. This, this is what people are gonna see. Yeah. This is what I want them to see. Yeah. Uh, for all of you gardeners that are listening to what up, us, gardeners? What's up, gardeners? <laughs> Faith and I are like brothers and sister. <laughs> we are brother and sister, and we have too much fun. We have way too much. Fun. And we have like this conversation on worship, which I'll mm-hmm. let you do the intro. Like. This conversation is something we have a conversation about a lot all the mm-hmm. time. And so uh, I'm excited that we get to do this together. Darren, thanks yeah. for pulling it pulling it off. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I've been meaning to get you guys in the same room in front of mics for a while. And yeah. uh, the last time that we recorded Faith, we had to clarify that we have our own spouses. <laughs> First Should of I all, just tell what happened again? <laughs> he just goes on the I said, and I'm like a new mom, and he goes, You're such a good mom. And I was like, You're such a good dad. And I was like, We we parent separate children. <laughs> You're not married. Uh, yeah, I think Michael phrased something so weird. Again. He, and I had to clarify a second yeah. time. Just again. Just not married. No, I am married to Josh Dunstan. Different relationships, yeah. yes. Also, just complete side note, mm-hmm. I thought I would start today with a song I've prepared. Awesome. So, I'm not gonna come in and help you. All right, here we go. <laughs> Can you give him a B flat? Why was I instantly embarrassed? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, B. I have a spoken word. You actually have a nice voice. Oh, that's so kind. You you know, I did play, I was a tenor um, growing up. You played the tenor? I already know that you weren't because I I was a baritone tenor musical. You played it? I was in jazz choir. Yes, I was a triple threat. You You know this. Let's go. Here we go. I prove it. I act. I prove it. Let's go. He does it all, ladies (laughs) and gentlemen. No. For a limited time only, you can see. Yeah. If you smash that subscribe button, yeah. like us. You we will get, get this episode to ten thousand likes. Darren's gonna do a special song a cappella on our YouTube channel. If we get, no, that's it. If we get our year yeah. in giving in, that's what's gonna happen. Oh I will gosh. do a dance. Oh. Up. No, that's terrible. Oh that's my like, gosh! I'm totally kidding. You'll name drop uh, the sponsors after yeah. the sermon. <laughs> <laughs> Brought to you by Krispy Kreme Donuts. Square space. All of our Wait, why Krispy Kreme? Athletic Greens. <laughs> donuts Is Krispy Kreme a hot one on podcast right now? That was so random. <laughs> if they are looking for podcast sponsorship, let's go. <laughs> That's what we need right here in the table. It's it's welcoming. Yeah. We've been for, training our whole lives for this. Yes, we box of donuts right no, here. It's like, okay, Krispy Kreme and then Better Me. If you are looking for a therapist. <laughs> Athletic Greens, yeah. Yeah, space. Oh, Zip I, recruiter. Yeah, what's the ther- better help? Better. That one's on all of I feel like we would destroy a box of donuts between oh, the three absolutely. of us. Although my hot take is I don't really love Krispy Kremes. I love Dunkin' because I'm uh, East Coast kid. I don't like Dunkin'. I like, I like like the classic... Glazed donut. Glazed, like, yeah. or no, like Wenchel, like the, the, the basic kind, the all over Long Beach ones, the Granny's Donuts. Yeah. Like, There's some good ones in Long Beach. Give me the maple bar. Give me the yeah. sprinkle. Yeah. What is it? The, the buttermilk... Uh, donuts, mm. the old fashioned. Yeah. I love those. Yeah. And can I just say, um, cinnamon rolls in general? I'm waiting for Sarah's. Oh, the best. Sarah, if you're listening, I know Seth's going to do this. Shout out to Sarah. Seth, yeah. Every year. I <laughs> we've been waiting. We've been waiting all year long. And if there's any way, you know, you could make an extra pan for me, my family I'll double never honor. gets it because yeah. I get it before that. And- <laughs> And we're we're talking about sweets because uh, to segue like the no you're not going to pull this worship, together are you worship is worship is the beginning no no attention is the, the beginning, beginning of oh, worship yeah. yes. and we she put so that. much attention on food and yes. on deliciousness and yeah. we serve our stomachs and our mouths so much but there's something greater that we worship and uh, faith actually <laughs> our worship pastor you, that was a really that was, no, that was actually made like, that was wow. a splashy segue but yeah, hey we're worked. rolling with it yeah. I was like if I don't pull the reins on you guys. We'll never we will get talk there. about donuts the whole day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. And after an hour, people are going to be wondering, like, what podcast yeah. am I listening to right Sorry, now? Sorry, why do you guys work for Is this church? the Food yeah. Network? Yes, exactly. <laughs> We're looking for sponsorship. Yeah. <laughs> We're just <laughs> putting it out. My main point. We're putting it out there. Yeah. Okay. Um, you Faith, say? you are our worship pastor, which sounds pretty, and yeah. it's a job description, but yeah. there's so much 
weight in those two words put together. Mm -hmm. Um, what was your takeaway? Because this last Sunday was special. It wasn't just the sermon that, uh, that we were talking about worship. Um, but there was something else. Can you, can you unpack a little bit about what that was like for you? Yeah, that's good. I've been a part of this community for 12 years, almost 13 years. That's crazy. So I'm only sharing that. I'm not sharing that to flex. I'm sharing that to say. Yeah, what year did you come? 2011. 2011. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just wow. crazy. I was so little. Um, a little intern. Just a little tyke. Yeah, I was the first <laughs> intern. Um, I share that to say I've just seen um, this community grow and blossom um, in the area of worship. And uh, it's been such an honor and a joy to be a part of stewarding that gift. I would say this Sunday was really special. Darren um, taught on worship and led us into a space of response. And sometimes I think, and I know all the worship pastors or worship leaders will, um, will understand this as well as a lot of people, but I think sometimes, you know, a really good song, a really good band, you know, you can be like, that's a factor in maybe people's response or it's something you think about. But something was so beautiful this Sunday because I felt like a uh, response in the second gathering specifically, um, we started singing and it was so simple. And I just was watching people almost run from the back of the room mm. to just lay on their face before the Lord. And it was just this moment of response that was just so genuinely people being drawn to the heart of God. And um, that's not something I've seen a lot. And it was really beautiful. So that stood out to me. Hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I would say what I love about having a bit of reflection, even together, right? Yeah. Like this, like we've, in the last, since February, since we moved here, we've had these moments yeah. that are unique to each service mm-hmm. and, def, you know, stick out. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not the teaching, it's not the worship, it's it's everything. Yeah, it's, it's the presence it's, of God in the room. It's the presence mm-hmm. of yeah. God. And, and I think it's also like what's happened over the years is as we've sought after the Lord in prayer, as we yeah. seek his presence, as we learn how to become a worshiping community, which you've led and mm-hmm. we're teaching the scriptures and, you know, preaching, we are also, there's this thing where we are waiting for the manifest presence of God. Yeah. And, and honestly, it's hard to talk about this because yeah. there's not like... You have to experience it. Yeah, yeah, there's not like a good podcast on how do you discern the you know the manifest presence <laughs> yeah. in a gathering. It just feels different. Because when people are asking yeah. me, like I get asked by pastors, like how do you build a prayer culture? I'm like, it's not a prayer culture. It's, it's more than that. Like mm-hmm. it starts with your parking attendant and it starts with hospitality and... Mm-hmm. If you're wanting to see the move of God in the gatherings, like yeah. you have to see it in your staff meeting. So I, I talk about building culture and worship is mm-hmm. a huge part yeah. of this. It's like, it's not the songs you choose, although they're they so matter. important. They, they matter. matter. And like, you can choose songs that our people aren't singing, but you can then like um, choose a song for a moment in a gathering that mm-hmm. unlocks something. something. Or you can spontaneously mm-hmm. sing, mm-hmm. like you are singing spontaneously, yeah. like making up songs. and Yeah. And there was one on Sunday mm-hmm. that like glorify, glorify your, we glorify your name in all the earth. Yeah, and I, I even like, got up and I was like, "Do you did you feel the difference?" Because yeah. there was a shift in the room. And that's when people started coming forward and just yes. like bowing before God. I'm like, mm-hmm. "This is something different," and it's not. Wow, what a great song! It's like the most simple. There was a song that we would sing in the '90s in church, "Glorify Your Name in All yeah. the Earth," and like, it's just the simplest thing, but something about that postures us yes. to receive more of God. Yeah, oh, it's interesting. And it takes, as a worship leader, I know it takes you being confident in who you are, oh, being yeah. being less concerned about how is this song going to be heard, you received. Know, what, yeah, yeah. What, you know, what are is the team going to go with me, and more of like, all right, Lord, what are you doing? Yeah, and then leading us in that place, yeah. and that that is a skill that mm-hmm. you've grown in. I see it. Oh yeah, and our it church takes has, time. yeah, and yeah. our church has become comfortable with being led by by the spontaneity, yeah. but also you do a lot of work to get us there. Yeah. Totally. Because so, I always hear people say, oh, if it's spirit-led, it's spontaneous. I'm like, no, there's no. a lot spirit of work in yeah. preparation and study well, and, and practice. Also, sometimes the most spirit-led thing to do is sing the song yes. exactly as it is. Yes. Like, so like, like there's oceans. also... Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's like there's also this sort of idea in like modern worship movement that like the spirit comes when you just only go off script and it's like sometimes and sometimes you sing King of Kings, which is just articulating the gospel and it yes. just 
absolutely brings us into the presence of God. Mm -hmm. So it's not one or the other. It's learning to discern in the moment, Mm -hmm. God, what are you doing? You know, um, and not over spiritualizing just because it feels Holy Spirit led to not have a plan. Although I've had moments where I've had a plan, it completely goes out the window. That's exactly what God was doing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you just are open-handed with it. I don't know. Yeah, you uh, and Faith, you lead so well in both musically, uh, vocally, but then also the team that you've rallied around you. Mm. It, there's such They're worshipers amazing. and it starts yeah. so much earlier in the yeah. day than just what people experience uh, for the services. And that goes for everyone else that's involved with it. And so um, the the benefit that our congregation gets to reap from yeah. from the worship team, the, the musicians that are on stage, mm-hmm. um, you guys get to see the results of the greeters yeah. having a Jesus smile yeah. when people yeah. come in and the, the parking attendants waving at people yeah. or, or saving a spot or just, or just the, the, how good the coffee is or the fact that there's sugar and creamer for everybody. And it's like wow. the, the intentionality that you bring to a worship set mm-hmm. is the same caliber sure. of what people do making sure that our restrooms are clean, making sure that there's hot water and hot coffee for volunteers. Um, And, uh, you know, just that theme of worship is more than just music. Yeah. Even though worship does get a a lot of the spotlight and Mm -hmm. and rightly so, like how awesome is it to sing together uh, the the praises of the King? Um, But also to, to more of your point, Darren, of what you were talking about, like worship doesn't just look like raising hands in a sanctuary full of yeah. people that are excited and, you know, jumping up and down. Like that is a form of worship, uh, but there's so many other things, especially when it comes to like the team approach to yeah. services yeah. in particular, but then also in house churches and families and oh, relationships. Um, tell us a little bit more uh, yeah. from your perspective, like what you've been learning and, and what you've shared with us about worship. Well, I, I want to say... Um, this sermon was the result of God doing something in me. Like somebody was asking me like, hey, when you give something like that, mm-hmm. when you're like, they see me like doing, pouring yeah. myself out, were you tired? And I was like, no. I feel like there are times when you are tired after mm-hmm. doing something like that. But this is one of those things where I, the work of God was so intern, like so in my soul. Mm-hmm. That it, it, I had like two verses and an idea of sacrifice and built this sermon Um because of what God was doing. And that's not always the case. And I just want to say, as a preacher, yeah. that's not always the case. You'd st- a lot of times it's labor and figuring it out. Sometimes there's a grace for it yeah. to not mm-hmm. be that way. And then, so, mm-hmm. but I want to say this. First, um, as you were talking, this week has been just an interesting week, stuff in the home, and we've just been singing a lot of worship songs. Um, mm-hmm. I'm putting on worship music, stuff with dreams with one of my kids and we're praying and, um, but we're like, Alex was like, we just need to have these songs on. Mm-hmm. And like, there's songs we've chosen from a contend playlist. Yeah. We, came, came we made with. it. Yeah. A few yeah. years ago. And, and we have that on in the house and, you know, before bed, Amos is like, I'm like, let's sing that. And he's like, even though I walk through the valley of mm. the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. He's just putting the word of God in him. He's singing yeah. that, right? And and so worship is, for me, mm-hmm. is everything. And, and I'm going to say specifically singing worship songs. It's so powerful. It's such an important part of our our. Mm-hmm our walk with Jesus and singing worship songs on our own. And I know we have this like spiritual formation world where it's like this, this thing, this journey with Jesus is like Mm -hmm. this, like almost like a can become like this elite mental thing. But worship is like getting truth into your body, getting truth into your heart, getting truth into your subconscious. And, and it is, it is exuding like gratitude towards God and honoring God and, Mm -hmm. you know, um, getting rid of idols. But I'll say the sermon was really about looking Romans 12, one, and it's Paul is essentially saying that our life is now a response to what Jesus has done yeah. and what God has done in history. And that response is simply a life of worship. That's it. Mm-hmm. Everything we do, whether we're homeschooling kids, mm-hmm. um, whether we're working as a graphic designer, whether we're a professional worship pastor, whether we, um, you know, do weddings, coordinate weddings, like 
everything becomes worship. Yeah. Everything is a response to God. So now those that space, the ordinary space, changing diapers or educating kids as a teacher in a classroom or, you know, sitting behind a computer responding to, you know, emails, that becomes our space of worship. And so the resources and the capacities and the facilities of life all get put on the altar to the Lord as sacrifice, as an offering mm-hmm. to God. And that that's the goal. That, I mean, that's that's the teaching, Romans 12, 1. Mm-hmm. Um, has and that was kind of the sermon that we we presented that as hey so it's it's everything and then there's also the sacred thing that happens once a week where yeah. we come together as the body mm-hmm. you can't replace that can't replace yeah. nothing like that yeah. it's yeah it's so life giving mm-hmm. um, as you were talking Darren I was reminded of a story of a barista who um, after hearing a, a sim- something similar of what you just said uh, and we worship through our work through the mundane um, he decided that he would absolutely make sure that the lids of his cups for every uh, customer was put on securely and that the mouthpiece was the opposite side of where the lip um, uh, overlaps on the, on the, on the paper cups, you know, like if it's not, if it's not done right, it can leak. And so so like all, all this to say, you are not disqualified from worshiping with regardless of whatever that, that it is that you do as a profession and wherever stage of life that you're in, yeah. even if you're a barista putting on lids on a paper cup, you can still do that in a, as a form of worship. Well, and <clears throat> I would say, so all of work then becomes worship, but how? The question then is how, mm-hmm. and it's unto the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like it's now taking those opportunities. It's not just, okay, I've done it, now that counts as worship. No, it's the posture mm-hmm. My my making sure the cup is the perfectly fitted on the cup or the lid is perfectly fitted on the cup is now an offering of intentionality and excellence unto the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not just for the person. Yeah, absolutely. But now it becomes worship to the Lord as I yeah. do this yeah. mundane task over and over again. And the the concept of sacrifice with worship makes sense, but it, I feel it also conflicts with our modern approach to worship, where worship is like, it's when you have Bethel on and it's all for me. And it's like the this yeah. environment of feel goods. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it wouldn't be outrageous for me to ask someone like, oh, how was worship for you? And like, oh, it was so amazing. I felt so touched and <laughs> the Lord met me. And like, it's yeah. very self-centered and very self-focused, yeah. which is fine if you need a fill up. Like, that's why we're here together. It's like, we're here to like celebrate Jesus together mm-hmm. and get filled up. Yeah. But more than that, it's not ultimately about me. It's not about me. Yeah, yeah exactly. And and what would you say um, to that? Like, why why bring up sacrifice in a conversation about worship? Yeah, this is so good. I think for me, it always comes back to if we're going to define something we do in the churches, we got to have a biblical background. Like, so let's define the terms that we're talking about from the Bible's perspective. So that's what I did. I took the word worship and, you know, gave you an image of what that looks like biblically, linguistically. And then I took this concept from Paul that he uses in the New Testament. And I framed that from, you know, ancient primitive forms of worship and Old Testament forms of worship. Mm -hmm. Um, So when we think of worship, we're thinking about sacrifice. We're thinking Mm -hmm. about animal sacrifice Mm -hmm. for atonement and for covering brokenness and sin so that we can be in right relationship with God and each other through Mm -hmm. the Old Testament. Because that's the backdrop that Paul's using to say, now offer your life as a living sacrifice. And I will say this in regards to worship, because I would say it's it's challenging to have a conversation on worship and go, all of life is worship. Yeah. <laughs> and what we do on Sundays is really important. And the truth is they have to live together equally. Yeah. Like that's why I keep pushing like, hey, Sunday gatherings it's matter. Spill over yes. from your yeah. life. And, so. Yes. Yeah. And there needs to be sacrifice here. Yeah. When we come together, we're prepared. We don't come mm-hmm. empty-handed. We're coming mm-hmm. and and the difference between maybe some churches doing worship in the way I was articulating is my primary approach is to dis- to the disciples of Jesus in the church. Yeah. If you are following Jesus as a disciple, then you are engaging in a process of becoming more like him. Hey, mm-hmm. corporate gathering on Sunday, I'm talking to the choir. I'm literally talking to yeah, the choir, which right? you said at second yeah. service, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think I did. Yeah. That comes from Don Williams. From Don Tell Williams. Story. Yeah, a few years ago, um, we had... Uh, for those of you who don't know, Don Williams was an amazing theologian and a spiritual father to Darren and really to this community. He was at this community for probably 10 years. Yeah. 
Um, and yeah. what a gift. He was one of the, he was really like the head theologian of the Vineyard Movement. Yeah. Um, and we had lunch with him maybe five years ago and we were like in this process of being like, if we were to write like a theology of worship, where do we start? And we're meeting with one of the most incredible theologians of all time and expecting this really kind of heady answer. And he was like, <laughs> we're like, what do we do, you know, about worship? And he was just sort of gave these two ideas and he's like, Number one, the church is the choir. So every time you gather, you remind them we're training for heaven. And this is like, worship is like going to the gym and it's training yourself um, for worshiping the Lord. And then he was like, the other thing, which I would say is really like shaped our culture of worship at Garden is, he said, every single person that you say yes to to put on stage needs to be a worshiper. Like they need to be cultivating worship in their life. And if they're not, it doesn't matter how great they are, mm-hmm. you know, cause he was there for really this, again, another shift of like church history of the, the worship movement that came out of the Jesus movement yeah. and describing it as like people running to get into church for worship. And he was like, people were singing these very ordinary songs. It wasn't anything, but the presence of God was mm-hmm. so powerful. Mm-hmm. So anyways, this idea of the church being the choir is like, I mean, it's it sounds like a simple idea. It was so profound. Yeah. And I think of that yeah. most weeks when I'm leading. Mm. Which is I, why I give space too, by the way. Yeah. For people to sing. Yeah. Something that shifted since that conversation. And our church has really been trained in worship, so they do it. Yeah. But yeah. you'll notice sometimes I just pull the mic away. It's not because I feel tired. It's not because I'm being lazy. It's because I think it's important for the church's voice to yeah. sing out. You know? So Yeah. I I just want to say uh, for 14 years of leading the church, I, I've known the importance of a worship environment yeah. because I, I wanted to build a, a community that had, you know, respond, it would respond to the ministry and power of the Holy Spirit. And everywhere I went that had that, it was, there was a clear worship culture. Yeah. Like there was a, a kind of worship that's different. We're not talking, I'm not talking like, oh, it's all have to be these professional sounding yeah. mm-hmm. expressions. Obviously excellence matters. Beauty yeah. matters. These things matter. Yeah. But it was more of like, there was a, there was a posture, yeah. this openness. Like, so every time we'd have guest preachers, when we were learning mm-hmm. to do this and guest worship leaders, they would teach us uh-huh. how to, how to lead worship and how to create space and those things like that. But I do think, you know, we are at a place now where, we really do have a team yeah. of, of incredible worship yeah. leaders who who have carried this heart and posture. Like that's what, yeah. I, it's a heart and posture. Yeah. And the heart and posture is, if I were to describe the characteristics of the worship environment, it's humility. Mm-hmm. Like they, you're, you're describing like they're worshiping in their homes. Like they're living out yeah. what we're calling our church to. So it, it, it's in a congruence and embodiment mm-hmm. Um, of the the values we have for Sunday, it's not mm-hmm. a performance. Like we're not putting someone on the stage that we you're not in relationship with that doesn't hold to a covenant of leadership yeah. guidelines. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not living. They're living yeah. in generosity. They're living out the faith uh, uh, in, in Jesus mm-hmm. in the local church. They're part of yeah. communities, and and I think that that's created an environment where um, you know we yeah where where the the spirit of God is 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 moving is honored and yeah. valued mm-hmm. yeah in more more intentionality yeah um because what i see happen people want to build the spirit environment uh, environment for the spirit mm-hmm. to move and it's like okay we got to play these songs mm-hmm. and we got to teach on acts and it's like no like you mm-hmm. need to cultivate a heart of worship in your staff team and your yeah. leadership volunteers that's where it starts mm-hmm. yeah if you're not worshiping it's like the idea of like the church within the church so if you're not worshiping in your staff meetings how can you ever expect your church to get lost in worship? Yeah. Lost in a good way. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, definitely that idea of like do it yourself if you yeah. want to see it grow yeah. uh, in the space that you lead. And uh, I was I was talking with another uh, house church leader recently. It's like if you want your house church to pray more, you yes. have to pray more. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like let's talk about praying more, guys, yes. or let's read this book about pray. Like just do the mm-hmm. thing that you want to see grow and model it yourself. Yeah. So good. And I, and I think um, going back to like the topic of worship and then in our, we'll speak to the mm-hmm. church. I just want to encourage Garden Church. Um, if this next season where we're headed requires an all in 
to worship. It requires a level of seeking God on your own. Yeah. And then bringing that passion into a gathered space. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, What we witnessed on Sunday was, and you, after I taught, you did this like thing about getting kind of talking about postures. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like physical postures. Just sort of disarm that idea that like, oh, the pastors are the ones that are going to like be bowing or laying down, you know, whatever that is. Yeah. So, but so what I witnessed was Mm -hmm. a lot of people laying down. Yeah. A lot of people on their knees. Mm -hmm. Um, In the sermon, I witnessed a lot of people crying. People were Mm. were like crying in general during the sermon. Which is a sign that the spirit's moving. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, but I think there's like, uh, we can get religious in this, but I Mm -hmm. I just want to say to the church, do it out of, um, creating a posture that you're uncomfortable with, like do mm-hmm. it for the sake of discomfort. Mm-hmm. Um, like working out when I'm, I'm going to the gym and you know, I, I got to work out with a trainer a couple of times and I'm doing like, I would do the same workout and then he would fix my posture <laughs> and I could do less weight. So yeah. like I'm, I'm bench pressing or whatever. Yeah. And, and he's like, Hey, you're not bench pressing. Right? I'm like, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. I just push it up and down. He's yeah. like, no, your elbows are in the wrong position. This and that. And like now try and like, Whoa, no wonder my shoulder was hurting. And I, I wasn't, and he was showing me like how to actually use more force and the posture created the, the, the opportunity, um, for, for growth in, in the workout. So I guess with worship, there's this season where I went where I, I would lay down flat. I might've shared this. And if I went flat, I would experience the presence of God. It, it sounds so, it's not like, okay, if you do this, you will get Yeah, it's this. not an equation, it's but for that. you in that season. In that season, yeah. I was like, and I never wanted to do it because I didn't, I, I knew that if I did that, I would encounter the Lord. Yeah. I would feel his presence in a way that would cause me to like, be disrupted and I couldn't yeah. continue with, I got to do announcements. Now I got to go teach. Like, <laughs> yeah. Just be about him. <laughs> yeah. And and I do think like we get stuck. And if you're stuck, I want to say, fix the posture. It's like, yeah. get, get, come early, get a spot where you can lay down or get on your knees yeah. or raise your hands. You're uncomfortable. You don't want to raise, raise your hands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Humble yourself before like, the Lord. Offer your yeah. body as a living yeah. sacrifice. Yeah. Like not just standing there in a crowd, like get in a place where you can offer your mm-hmm. body in a corporate gathering. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I think too, just like as an encouragement, I think it's a normal thing to feel a bit self-conscious of your physical posture. Like I, I think it's totally. okay to acknowledge that. Yeah, good. Uh, like I'm the worship pastor, and so like <laughs> you have permission to get. Yeah, crazy, I'm pretty free <laughs> of. But there was probably a season in my life where I'd have been a little bit more self-conscious, like yeah. you know. And I've been in environments still. Sometimes a creeping thought comes in of like, like maybe I'm feeling an invitation from the Lord, which this doesn't always happen. But sometimes it's like bow and I'm like yeah. no people will think that I'm being I think I'm holy or whatever yeah. and I think at the end of the day some of this too the invitation is like let go of what people think yeah. like if the Lord's mm-hmm. inviting you to respond humble yourself before yeah. the Lord and respond to him it's always the right decision yeah. mm-hmm. you know and sometimes our own minds our own self-consciousness can get in the way of just experiencing more of him totally because if that's your desire like the Lord will meet you in that. And sometimes physical posture, and I shared this on Sunday, sometimes I have gotten on my face because I feel the weight of God's glory. So that's like the mystery. Yeah. Yeah. And then sometimes it's so that I am not distracted by myself. Yeah, totally. And those can both yeah. exist. One's not more spiritual than the other, mm-hmm. you know? Well, and whenever I kneel mm-hmm. or lay down, which this is like technical talking about worship, yeah. I do it because so much of my life is me centric. Yeah. And like <laughs> it's designed for me to be elevated. Yeah. And there are moments where songs come on. I'm like, you are the king. I need to get on my knees before yeah. you today. Because my heart and my mind, you know, in these moments, I, I if it wasn't for this moment, I wouldn't yeah. do this. I'll go back to like leading our staff meeting, yeah. leading my family, you know, yeah. driving where I want to go, eating what I like yep. in this moment, I'm going to humble myself and come it's not under about your, me. I'm going to humble. Yeah, yeah. Humble myself and come under your authority. Yeah. And I'm going to physically come under your authority and yeah. then honor you and give you this, my, my words, give you my breath, sing to you, yeah. give you my physical posture, offer my body. And I'm going to tell you, this is what happens to me whenever I worship corporately and I begin to seek Jesus. Cause sometimes I'm worshiping and I'm like, okay, I got to adjust the air temperature. This person's right. acting weird. There's, yeah, yeah. there's someone in the back. Which is normal. Yeah, Let's yeah, just like, it's okay. Yeah, I can you notice know? those things for sure. But then, but yeah. then there are moments where I'm like, I'm in the worship and I, yeah. 
you talked in the beginning about the attention. Your attention yeah. is the beginning of worship. God will bring to mind all he's done. So yeah. like you sing a song of faithfulness, knowing yeah. your story, walking yeah. with you. And it's like, oh my gosh, he's done this for Faith and Josh. Yeah. And he's done this for me and my wife and my kids. And I remember when yeah. I was crying out and this happened. And all of a sudden it's like I have this massive historical journal in my head yeah. that's playing like a movie. And I'm like, I can't help but sing louder and clap or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, let's go. And that's always reality. That is it. That's the thing is like we have to find a way to position ourselves within God's reality, which is all that he's mm. done. And it's always there. Yes. It's my awareness of it. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. it, it's so wild. And like, I think this happens every time we sing, shout out to our friend, Chris Kilala, every time we sing hallelujah, yes. without fail, I'm going to cry thinking about it. It's like, we start singing that refrain, all the angels cry out, holy is the Lord God and all the earth replies, holy are you. I get every time this yeah. picture of being caught up in the heavenly choir, mm. when it talks in Revelation about thousands upon thousands, yeah. 10,000 upon 10,000, like... Every time I sing that, it's like one of those songs that brings me into what is reality. Yes. And it takes my breath away. Mm. Chris wrote that song? Mm -hmm. Chris. I know. Chris what a guy. <laughs> I think it's a reference to John, right? Yeah. The re book of Revelation. It's fine. Yeah. But it is interesting going to that. Yeah. Like with Revelation 4 mm -hmm. is like the ultimate pull back the curtain of reality. Yeah. It's not these, you know, nations and rulers and yeah. kings. It's the king of kings yeah. on a throne. Yeah. And the whole structure of the cosmos is around, you know, the center of the Singing cosmos is his worship. throne. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and it's worship. And it's response, which is what worship is. It's response to the majesty of God. And I, I do think that that's like a reality in a corporate setting. If you can place your heart there and ask God for fresh revelation of that, like that yeah. it will never get boring. Totally. Hmm. Ever. Keep drawing people in. Yeah. And I think yeah. it's like, as as local church pastors, I love being a mm. local church pastor. And I think even for you, like a yeah. local worship pastor, you, you yeah. do speak or you do lead worship in other contexts and places and we speak in other places, yeah. but anchoring in a community that is a local community, flesh and blood, we yeah. know these people, we know their stories. There's no place like home. No. That's the thing. Mm. And yeah. we're worshiping, we're on a journey towards worship where it's like, yeah. um, I remember one of my friends um, who, when I was in a youth ministry at Rock Harbor, his dad died and it was a sudden heart attack. It was heartbreaking. And um, I remember going to church maybe two weeks after it and the, you know, his mom walks in and this kid I was discipling, I think he was 12 at the time, that song, Bless the, um, blessed be the name of the Lord. You give oh. and take away. Mm. Blessed be your name. I'm yeah. watching this kid with his hands up, 12 years old, mm. just lost his dad worshiping. I, I was thinking like so images profound. of worship, like that's yeah. one image of worship. Yeah. Another image I have is when we had Francis come and do our house church thing and he started leading worship. Yeah. Do you remember? He was like teaching. Yeah. He's like, I just think I need to lead. And he has, he had like the worst voice. Like Francis mm. does, he wasn't like a singer. Like, mm. and he, he was worshiping and it was like, there was no music. It was him. And then it was like this awkward, loud singing to Jesus. And then we all just went for it and we're like, God showed up. And it's mm. like, those moments are defining. Yeah. You know? It's interesting because like our initial human response is like, oh, it's like not good. Yeah. And then you just realize it's not about me. It's not, There's no. this like this moment, I don't know, is this like went through the internet a few years ago. But it was like basically someone was saying, Oh, I didn't really like love worship today. And Francis said to them, That's great, it wasn't for you. Yeah. Like it's for God, it's not actually for you. Yeah. Yep. So it's also like the thing we're up against in the modern worship movement, which is like it's so good. Yeah that we can almost lose sight of the Lord. 100%. And that's like the thing that not to be scared of, but just, just to keep in front of us. And like, I would say, Darren, I 100% agree. One of the greatest privileges of my job, my vocation, I'll call it that, is um, getting to see from the stage, yeah, knowing what a couple that I know is carrying and seeing them like just bless God anyway. Yeah. Like... There's nothing like that. And it keeps me grounded in the reality of who God is. Like mm -hmm. that spurs one another on yeah. in a way that is like incomparable. It's so special. I think these contexts matters. Like when I was mm -hmm. in India with Harvest India and we'd yeah. be in these house churches, house churches being like a tiny room, hundred people in them and they would worship and it would be like a snare drum mm. turned sideways and a guy hitting it like this 
shouting loud. It wasn't. It wasn't like. It wasn't like singing. Yeah. It was like shouting, shouting. worship songs, mm. and everyone is passionately singing. Mm. And then in the worship envir- environment, in the same way that we like, hey, we're going to take an offering for the church. They would take an offering, and they would, and it would go to the church, which would primarily be for the pastor's family mm. supporting the the work he's doing. And it would be like rice being poured into a bucket, mm. and I'll never forget it. Like one egg was put on top and I have a picture of it. I'm like, okay, the offering today was a jar of rice and a single egg, which was the first fruits that the egg yeah. laid. Like it was the first egg that the, that the chicken had laid and this family brought it as a sacrifice. And then this wow. one family received like a, an inheritance of some kind, which was very small. And in the church service, we're talking like hot as can be, you know, half open, half, half open mm. building. Mm-hmm. This family bought a ceiling fan. And the service was designed to like offer this to the to God, and they they pulled out a ladder, they opened up, and they installed. It took like forty five minutes. The ceiling fan. It's amazing. Mm. Yeah. And it, it was just like that's what that's what worship is looking like in yeah. you know Southeast India in places where they're called you know they're the untouchables like the lowest caste system that delete yeah. and they're bringing their very their very best. What cost them everything? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like the widow's offering everything. And yes. this is it. That's and that you was know? so like framing for me. It's like yeah. I have that in my mind, and then it's like oh you know I have I have conversations with people that are like oh I I prefer it to be quieter, or I or I, I literally darker have this, or, or brighter or brighter or darker. Mm-hmm. I, Change the have, font and the lyrics. You don't have iced coffee, or there's yeah. no LED, or there's no fog, or there's mm-hmm. no this, or it's not. And it's like man, what happened? What happened? Well, yeah. <laughs> Can you even make a biblical yeah. argument no, for any of that? Like, what you is know? going on? There's deeper wells <laughs> yes. to be worried about. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Like, get, just come in and give it your freaking best. But that's the thing. When you taste depth, <laughs> yeah. everything else feels mm. like, you know, it doesn't satisfy. So we have to lead people to Jesus. Because yeah. then when they have a real encounter with him, man, it's like and just, nothing else. We should, I just also, I just want to say like, mm. as followers of Jesus, we're worshipers. Yeah, and like what I said, you know, the argument is to be human is to worship. It's mm-hmm. and and our default setting is worship, according to David Foster Wallace. Mm-hmm. And so, if our default setting is worship, and if the two golden rules, according to N.T. Wright, is that you become what you worship, and if you worship Jesus, you become more fully human, right? So those are the mm-hmm. three things: to be human is this. If you worship the wrong thing, you become like it. If you worship God, you become more truly yourself, more human, more like Him, the image bearer. Okay, if that's a if that's a working framework theologically, then making sure the direction of your worship um, is in is headed in the right direction. Your worship is headed in the right direction mm. really matters. Yeah. Like if that's true, if you become what you worship, and if you become more fully yourself mm. by worshiping Jesus, then we should be preparing yeah. to worship, and yeah. we should be worshiping Jesus all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Singing, offering our barista life to, to Jesus, offering our Sunday mornings or Sunday evenings to Jesus mm-hmm. in 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 a, a gathered setting, mm-hmm. um, offering our bodies, offering our mind, our emotions, all of that is so important. Yeah, you know, and and I just think for me, I've always been a worshiper, like mm-hmm. because my mom taught me. My yeah. I couldn't. My mom, if you see her at church, like mm-hmm. she's gonna be we singing songs, like she mm-hmm. she she sang songs. All the time, she'd be in a hospital bed with, you know, having major surgery. I remember this. And she'd just be like holding in pain, singing worship songs. Mm-hmm. It's like, so for me, I was formed in it, yeah. in that setting. And I think I want our whole church to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And and you you said it before, but bring something to worship to give. Yeah. And that's sacrifice. And we have the complexity of our modern context. And oh, Faith, yeah. you can relate to this. Like, yes, we want to have a nice sounding guitar. Yes, yes. we want to practice our that. voice. Yeah. Yes, we want to come prepared so yeah. that we're not just winging it. But also that's us bringing our best to the Lord. Yes. Yeah. You know? And and like, there's that, like, it's almost contradictory. Like we want to bring our best, mm-hmm. but then also Francis Chan, you know, the voice of an angel, um, no, singing he's, he's out. Got a great voice, yeah. 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 <laughs> I love you it. heard it here first. <laughs> it's, it's like, yes, you can bring your best, but then also it's like, 
the best doesn't matter right. because yeah. it's it's the heart that 100%. matters. And you know, King David got in trouble for dancing yeah. with all his might. And it's like, he he was literally a stumbling block to some yeah. people, but he defended yeah. what he did mm-hmm. because he's like, I was dancing before the yeah. Lord. And how many of us come with like this, oh, I'm gonna keep my hands in my pocket because yeah. I don't wanna mm-hmm. look weird. I don't wanna distract somebody else. I don't wanna cause attention to be brought on me. And like we come in with all these, cause those are some of the things that come in, into my mind. Yeah. And, you know, David, King David, he had all the attention and he didn't care. Yeah. And he was undignified. But then also like the, uh, what did he also say? Like, I'm not going to sacrifice to the Lord that which cost me nothing. Yeah. And we we are supposed to bring the best, the first fruits, Mm -hmm. and we're supposed to sound good, but then we're also not supposed to sound good. (laughs) And like, how do you, you, Faith, how do you reconcile that with your team? And like, how do you come prepared, but then also say like, you know what? We could just have a different set or you know what? You know, I'm not feeling it. I'm just not going to sing. Like, I think to me, the word excellence is like a word that might just, it just means something different to everybody. To me, it means... It's a moving target. It's doing the best you can with what you have, offering what you have to the Lord and bringing your best. So if there's a season where I'm seeing someone on my team consistently showing up unprepared, you know, half-heartedly there, that's a conversation. And it's like, hey, what's going on? Like lead with curiosity. But to me, like worship is bringing your best. That does not mean that you have to shred like whoever. However, I think being a musician myself, and it took me maybe too long in life to get to this place. Like I feel the Lord's pleasure when I'm singing yeah. because this is what I was made to do. Yeah. And therefore I will give my life to it. I will improve my craft, like take voice lessons, like work on my songwriting, be bad at things, etc. And that's really hard for me. Yeah. <laughs> and I've lacked discipline in that in seasons of my life. And I'll be the first to admit that, you know, but I think, um, yeah, it's a, it's a moving target. And so with the team, you know, you can find this imbalance where if you only value excellence and don't really care about what's going on in people's hearts, well, then you've got a really great sounding thing that's very shallow. Mm -hmm. If you only value the heart and you're like, play whatever you want, none of that matters, then it's distracting. And somehow the middle place for me has always been, I want to create an environment free from distractions where people can encounter the love of God and enter into his presence. And in that space is where we encounter him and where the church as a whole can come together and sing. So it's not about perfection every week. There's mistakes like, and we laugh, you know, and we move on. And sometimes we have to have conversations as a band and say, Hey, I went out on the limb. I didn't feel supported. How do we make that better? But it's never, you know, shame on you. Yeah. You suck. Like, we couldn't worship, you know. You're, you're so. off the team. You're off. Yeah, the team. You're off the team. I still we have a one strike probation. policy. No. <laughs> I still haven't been able to make the team, but yeah. One day. Well, listen. Yeah, keep going. You got to keep keep working going. on that song. It's I, sounding I, better every year. <laughs> it is. It is interesting because, like, mm-hmm. you know, we're speaking to our context mm-hmm. and our mm-hmm. our way of doing church, which we know there's. It's not right for everybody. Yeah. 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 We're, for two thousand years, there's yeah. different ways of worship. We're not the experts. Hymns and liturgy and high church and you know our expression and. Um, and all of it matters, you know, Mm -hmm. and all that, and we honor all of it. We, you know, we're not saying this is the only way, but for us in our local church setting, this this is is what what we're pursuing, you know, Mm -hmm. this is the way for us. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I think it's beautiful. Like it's beautiful Mm -hmm. to have the level of excellence you, you bring as Mm -hmm. musicians and to encourage, um, people to bring their best and sing whatever song they have, however mm-hmm. bad it is in the together. We love that. And, you know, for everyone to be worshiping 24 seven at home and yeah. in their workplace and thinking about those things. Like I actually think about that a lot. Oftentimes we can make worship like, again, this is the separation, like corporate gathering uh-huh. we <laughs> yeah. need that and your life. And I don't just mean like, okay, you know, because I think that there is this thing of practicing the presence of God where Brother Lawrence talks about, like, you mm-hmm. can you could be worshiping and dialoguing and engaging in union with God by cleaning pots and pans. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's worship. That's union, right? That's the goal. And um, that doesn't happen by accident. No. Like, that mindset doesn't... Like, you can't get on a hospital bed praising the Lord, singing in yeah. pain. Unless it's been cultivated in your heart. And yeah. Like, yeah. like Paul, when he's in Acts, he's he's bound. It says um, he's in um, stocks and 
And he's uh, worshiping. And he's sing- at midnight. That's what's coming out of him. Uh-huh. him, yeah. him and Silas totally. or yeah. Um and and they're worshiping at, like at night when after being flogged and beaten. And so you think the wounds are bleeding, they're they're bruised and they're probably they're in uncomfortable situation. Mm-hmm. And they're probably not able to sleep because of the position their body's in. Mm. But their their response to that is not complaint. Like their response to that is... Which would be mine, by the not way. Not like yeah. a, a <laughs> social media post, a text message to yeah. a friend, a complaint to, um, you know, the an email, the Yelp mm-hmm. review, the, the response... Yelp review of the yeah. prison. <laughs> right? The response is... Yeah. <laughs> Yelp not super comfortable. Wouldn't go yeah, again. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just kidding. I would have recommended. The response is, I got to honor God. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I think that's the goal, right? The goal is, can we get to a place in our walk with Jesus where life is simply one giant act of worship? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And our response to the, the hard things and the good things is, thank you, God. Yeah. And like, I honor God. I'm going to sing. I'm going to sing the songs that draw me into the reality of Jesus yeah. when I'm going through hell and yeah. walking in the shadow of death. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to sing songs of celebration when it's joyful yeah. and it's, you know, mm-hmm. things are working out and yeah. God's blessing. And, I, and when my enemies are coming against me, I'm going to praise Jesus. And like, we need that kind yeah. of mindset. Mm-hmm. That's the Psalms. That's the, the life poured out to the Lord. And I think that's what living sacrifice is about. Mm. And I, I want to touch on this as we gear up to close because um, the culture of honor that we uh, take seriously here at Garden Church even, where we honor the musician for and, and, the, and the singer for leading us in, on Sundays. But then also we had something that was called the Advent Market recently, where yeah. we had artisans in our community so that bring an offering of worship through craft and through artistry yeah. and through poetry, sell their stuff here and the community of Garden Church celebrating and honoring yeah. that offering of worship yeah. to, to literally like buy a postcard or to buy a piece yeah. of pottery. And, and I love that idea where um, artists are like our father when we create things and the same as an electric guitarist yeah. nailing that, that high lick, you know, yeah. during the right part of the song mm-hmm. and doing it clean so that everyone, it just like bobs their head. And shout they're, out they're to Melody. Yeah. Shout out to <laughs> Melody. Um, or, yeah. And, yeah. and like me, me being a, a, a drummer, like the, the language of a beat is something that I know my father gets. Yeah. And I'm, I'm and, and you mentioned that before, Faith, like you feel close to the Father when you're doing the thing that you're made to do. Yeah. And how awesome is it for us as a church to celebrate the artistry and the worship yes. that people bring in various forms. Yeah. And like, I just wanted to give a shout out to the, the Advent Market for the, the yeah. artisans that came out to support that. Amazing. But then also just like, hey, you created this pottery for the king, for, yeah. for the king of the universe. And you did it with beauty, you did yeah. it with excellence and the honor that's there. I love it. But I would yeah. say, I would say, I just want to reiterate this and I agree a hundred percent. You can do something and it's not unto the Lord. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's the thing is like the goal of our discipleship to Jesus, the way we're following him is whether we're a dental hygienist cleaning teeth mm-hmm. or we're a graphic designer making print shirts or we're, we're printing t-shirts, you know, like Chris Jenkins at the Advent Market or um, your wife with her jewelry or whatever. Like, it, I'm wearing you, her necklace. Yeah, it's either you just <laughs> do it yeah, or or you, you learn, even in the process of making it, you do it unto the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that I think that's the shift. That's where it becomes worship. And yeah. you the cause the danger is like, oh, anything creative, it's it's the image bearing, it's it's creative to the Lord. No, that's not true. It's in partnership and presence with yeah. the Lord and it's unto the Lord. That's mm-hmm. the key. Cause because mm-hmm. we see in the scripture, I'm just now going theologically on us, <laughs> like as you follow Genesis, like culture and art and craft, all the things that we see. In Genesis 1-2, we see it distorted in Genesis. We see culture move away from God without his presence. We see technologies without God's presence mm-hmm. and purpose. We see the um, the displacement of relationship and dependence with God. But when that happens, you have what we have today with society and culture, anti-Christian, anti-God yeah. world, all the brokenness, all of that. But when you bring that into the, your relationship with God unto him, then yes, 100%. Yeah. We celebrate yeah. the all of the art and the beauty and the thing. Mm. Your work is on the table to worship God with yep. your your craft, your skill, your, your family. family, your relationships. Like how, your, how many of knowledge. us, your knowledge, how many of us have 
pretty sucky relationships with people because that is somehow not connected to the outpouring of our relationship with God. Mm. Like we need to be the best friends to everyone. We need to have, throw the best parties. We need to have the best gifts. We need to do the best work. Um, And yeah, I just, I get excited because of what, the implications are for not only our church, but also like globally, like people get to see that. Yeah. And then they're curious, like, why did you just treat him like that mm-hmm. when he didn't treat you the same way? Like mm-hmm. what's different about this? And you're like, I'm worshiping God in my relationships. Yeah. And that's such a countercultural thing that we get to do when we bring our best. 100%. Mm-hmm. I mean, and also just to add, if you look throughout history, even non-Christian, you know, other pagan cultures, or, you know, uh, artifacts, you have art and beauty is connected to worship, mm-hmm. right? Like sculptors of deities in Greece, like um, temples and architecture dedicated to various mm-hmm. deities. Yeah. And then even in the church history, like we're talking like the epicenter of technology, mm-hmm. the epicenter of, of education, the epicenter of beauty and art, um, of, of, uh, of medicine, all from the church. Mm-hmm. It was all anchored in the church. Like back in the day during, you know, the dark ages, if you wanted to learn something, if you wanted to know something about agriculture, if you wanted to be educated in, in, in healing, you know, in medicine, it was the monastery. Mm -hmm. And even after that, it's the, the Renaissance. You have the greatest artists in the world, the greatest composers, it's unto the Lord Mm -hmm. on commissions, commissioned on behalf of the church. Yeah. And so a hundred percent, Mm-hmm. Which all that comes back to, yeah, yeah, worship, worship, love it, so love much. it, worship, <laughs> go, praise hands. All right, we're gonna any, go light a candle and we're gonna go <laughs> listen to some music. Um, Faith, <laughs> any last parting words? Gosh, I just think worship is the greatest privilege of our lives, and it's also my longing is for even in my own life, no separation between yeah. what happens here and what happens in my home so good. and in my life. So that's my, my moving target with the Lord and trying to close that yeah. gap. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Yeah. Can you close this out with uh, oceans? <laughs> Can you, this will be your 16th audition for the worship team. I'm just Lord Have you tried the kazoo or any other yeah. instrument? Yeah. The kazoo. Hey, listen, I, we really need bass players if you want to uh, learn. <laughs> slap the bass. There oh. we go. The fact that I say it does that. <laughs> that makes me know that you don't play bass. <laughs> I can't. But play. it's his best. It's a bit. It's, it's his very my best. very <laughs> best. Unto the Lord. You do need to know how to play it a little bit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Put me in, coach. Yeah. Come on, come on. All right. Well, you guys, thank you so much for having this conversation. I am so looking forward to worshiping more often, more together. Tuesday mornings here at Garden Church from eight to nine, it's prayer and worship. And we just get to release more Sunday mornings, nine and 11, Sunday evenings, 6 p.m. Come on, Garden Church. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Peace out. The official slogans of Garden Church are to the king and let's go. To the king. king. Here as in heaven. Peace out, eight down. All right. I'm not sure what to say after that, except if you want any more information about Garden Church, you can visit garden.church. Thanks for joining us in our ridiculousness. Love you guys. Love you guys.